What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Boston Ski Party, we welcome Benjamin Fresco back to the studio. Ben is the marketing and product manager at Elan USA, and he came down to Boston to discuss the latest and greatest from Elan, the new Playmaker series. If you haven't heard, the Elan Playmaker 91 and Playmaker 101 are a brand new series of freeride twin tip skis that will be part of the 2023-2024 Elan skis lineup. It's one of the skis our test team here at TSM is most excited about for the upcoming winter. So it's dope we got to have a nice discussion with Ben about this new product. Ben does a great job of explaining to us the quote-unquote why of the new family of skis. We've seen Elan crush it in almost every category over the past five years, but if there's been one hole in their lineup, it's definitely the all-mountain, free-ridey, freestyle category, which now the new playmaker looks to fill that hole. Fresco gives us a nice little breakdown of the thought that leads up to a brand like Elan dipping their toes into a new project like Playmaker. Really then from there, figuring out how to actually develop the new product. Fresco takes us through it from start to finish, from naming and prototyping to finally the final product, the Playmaker series. Always good times with Ben. See what I did there? And we were super stoked to have him back in the studio for a second time. Enjoy the show. Holler. Is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It's cheap, too. Ben Fresco. I'm back. <laughs> back, back on the pod. Back yeah. on the podcast. Happy to see you guys. What's up, man? It's um, nice to be seen. So, dude, you guys have a new ski that is now out to the world. Yes, it is. Not out for purchase, but out to the world. We were going to talk about it. The last time you were here, but we decided to kind of hold back because you guys weren't ready to kind of release it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, man, it's the new Playmaker series, which the, the, the logo, by the way, is fucking sick. It is sweet, right? Yeah. I mean, the Ripstick one is sweet. The Wingman one is sweet. But I think you guys outdid yourself here on the Playmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it, it, it shows exactly how, what the ski was designed to do, right? The wave, the mountain. It's designed to be a surfy, like, fun, playful item. Yeah. I mean, because the, the current lineup that you have right now obviously you guys are having insane success with it i mean we're having success with the ski monster we can't be the only people having success you guys are seeing insane sell-through with ripstick and wingman but i think it was something you know well there's a couple of skis that we can talk about that kind of fill this void in this particular part of the market and now you guys are a player in it no pun intended but like you guys basically have put playmaker in a place in your lineup that was already like a huge you know gaping hole and this kind of feels like that more fun-ish kind of freestyle all-mountain vibe that, like, Ripstick can do but isn't what it's, like, built for. Sure. No, Ripstick is definitely more of a – it's hard to think of it as a ski that charges because it's so easy to ski. Yeah. But you can really push it. Um, but it does not do some of the things that Playmaker does, right? Playmaker being a, a, a freeride twin ski is definitely a lot looser. Um, the tip and tail are a lot easier to get out and play on. And you definitely drive it from a different position. So, um, yeah, we looked at the lineup. It feels like we looked at the lineup two or three years ago and identified this hole in the... Yeah, yeah it was we, like, hey, we literally what? talked about this, I think it was three years ago, right? We went up to their office, and I remember you and Maturo were just like, what, is, do we have a hole here? Yeah. Like, cool, you guys are into wingman, it's successful, you're into ripstick, here's what we're doing moving forward. What are we missing and obviously not a huge part of the market, but I remember us being like that kind of hundred millimeter wasted, playful, turned up tail, like that would be something you guys could do. And then, and yeah, it, here we go. It turns out that it is a, a sizable part of the market, right? Like every major brand has this ski covered. 
Um, we didn't, but we weren't confident that we had the voice, right? Because we've, right. You know, we've been on a growth um, spurt for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, we, I think part of the reason that we've been growing is because we know what our customer looks like and we keep our story simple, Ripstick, Wingman, Wildcat, and stay in our lane. Um, but thanks to some uh, suggestion, it was like, no, you guys have the voice to, you know, show us what you can do here. Yeah. You know, we, if, if you made this product, um, we'd like to buy it from you. So that's how we got here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, and we saw it early <clears throat> from another brand. We'll just bring it up because we're going to talk about it. Is, is the Ben Chandler 100, right? Yep. So like that particular ski, you know, filled, I think, the void that we're talking about. But what was weird as a retailer, and, and, and you guys feel free to hop in, is like it was weird because you couldn't really compare it to anything else when you're kind of at the point of purchase, right? Someone's like, oh, I want a ski that feels like this. And then you try to describe to them like what the Ben Chandler 100 is. And you're like, they're like, oh, what else would you recommend? And you're like, that's it. I mean, there's other skis, right? For sure. But like, it kind of was like in its own weird little category without like a direct, like absolute direct competitor that didn't lean too freestyly or didn't lean too like, oh, I'm a powder ski. It was like this all mountain freestyle feel that you can kind of ski whatever, but it's just more fun. Yep. And it was tough to like, and which is why they've sold so many. I mean, we've sold tons of them. And, like, I'm sure everyone else is, too. Like, that Bench Other 100, like, I think, and you guys are are now a player in that in that particular space, is, like, there is clearly a demand for a ski like that. Um, more so than I probably thought, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that stat that we just learned in Utah last week, the Bent 100 is the number one ski globally. Yep, for Italian. Isn't that fucking insane? It, isn't that kind of wild? It is. It, it absolutely is. But we had seen some data a couple of years ago, and that's when it was really insane. It was like, oh my God, this was the number five ski at the yeah. time. And like a Blizzard yeah. Rustler was in there somewhere. And it was just like shocker that this ski was <clears> one <throat> of the highest volume skis in the North American market. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. It, it does. I mean, it does now that we've been selling it for the X amount of years now, because like I see why. <laughs> because anyone that you can sell it, anyone that would would want to ski on it and then anyone that you decide to sell it to or help guide in that direction you know they're going to have a good time. Yep. You know the skis are going to ski great. They look cool. They look maybe cooler than another ski that's like more of like a dad graphic which people are like I don't want to I don't want like that. I want it to look this way and obviously now the data You can differentiate with a Ben for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. and I I think now now that with Playmaker and Armada with their new ARV 100, yeah. I think a lot of people like well to your point Ben you said like a lot of people were playing in that space, but 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 now people are actually building products that are a little bit more serious. Yep. Because of they're seeing the, the numbers that yeah. are, uh, and there's doing. and there's a category now. Like yeah. you said, I mean, you've got other brands like yourself, like you know, Armada with that new 100, a um, couple other brands as well. So now it, I mean, I think it's good. Now it's not just like the bent and nothing else. Now there's a full category where you can walk in and talk about, even if you're just referencing, hey, what does Playmaker compare to? You know, at least there's some references there now that people probably know about. And so let's 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 dive into like Playmaker as the ski because we we're very well versed in in, in what you guys have been building, right? Because we're you know a byproduct of the success of Ripstick, which is great. Hopefully, Ripstick is a byproduct of the success of Ski Monster, so it plays off each other. Yeah, for sure. But like the cool thing about the Ripstick is just the, the the construction of the ski, like what goes into it and what makes it great. So when you guys as a company were thinking about, Hey, let's, let's, let's come up with a new series, but we don't want to lose our DNA of what's got us here. Like walk us through that. So when we, when we looked at, um, design of the ski, there's a couple things we didn't want to do. We didn't want to interfere with ripstick at all. Right. So we gave it to different footprints that sit 
right in between like 96 and 106, 88 and 96. Um, so that was one thing that we knew that we had to do. Um, but the things that we wanted to do that we knew that worked, like carbon tubes, tube light wood core, um, things that really ski well, it was, okay, how can we adapt this to work uh, in a way that we want the ski to ski? So that's that was like, can we tell a consistent story with this ski as well? Knowing that this is how we separate ourselves as a brand from a lot of other skis in the market. Um, so tube light wood core, uh, carbon rods, and then we looked at other things that were that were working for us when we launched the Ripstick Tour series, right? That 3D shape not only looked cool, but when Plate called, he said, hey, this ski is standing up really, really well to abuse. So he said, I think it's a really durable way. This, this uh, 360 sidewall mm-hmm. in the shape seems to be working. Um, so we said, okay, there's two consistent things here, but now how do we give it a different personality? And it's, um, let's not make it left-right. Let's not use different construction on the inside and outside edge. Um, because when we talk to you guys, we talk to skiers, we talk to athletes, yep. it was like, eh, you know, I, I like how this works on a directional ski, but for a ski that's designed to be extremely playful that you can get out on the tip and tail, um, that should feel a lot looser and a lot less precise, like don't do it. Yep. So, so, <clears throat> and it, do, and it does. Um, so, uh, you mentioned it. So I want to talk about it cause it's kind of a fun waste with cause no one's really doing it. So like the 91, 101 are, and correct me if I'm wrong, those are the first two, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll just say 91, 101, um, and everyone has 100. People are at 90. I mean, it's kind of like a fun thing to be the kind of the first to like sure. introduce. I mean, it's just waste with, but it, it is something for someone that sells skis all the time, talking about like, well, what's the waste? You're like, so it's oh, 90. Well, no, it's 91 or it's a 101. Um, so the thought process into that. Uh, is it, it just to differentiate in the marketplace or is it to like, Hey, like, you know, um, <laughs> this one millimeter makes a big difference. Differentiate it in the marketplace, <laughs> but differentiate it within our collection. Yeah. Because of, because of where the ripsticks fall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 96 and 106. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was very important because those skis work really well. We didn't want there to be any confusion. Um, and like, well, are the, are these the same type of skis? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're clearly not once you get on it but it's you know certainly a on a global level it looks like just another fat ski that, that the americans want yeah um and it's not right it's a, well yeah it's, a, gonna, it's uh, a category that really works i was gonna ask you about that if you got a, if you guys got a little bit of pushback from a little bit there you know other markets don't necessarily need wide as many wide skis as we do yeah. you know where 96 right. to 100 is the is the number one selling waste width in, in north america um you know if you talk to central europe it's completely opposite, right? They want skis that are narrow, skis that you drive, skis that are extremely precise. You know, they think more like a BMW than an F-250. Yeah. So um, there's a little bit of pushback, um, but there were some really open minds to it as well. Um, you've met a lot of the people that are behind the design, and they're young. They, yeah. they saw yeah. the opportunity for this and, and how to differentiate a, a product within the Elan the collection and make it distinctly Elan. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and just from a, a graphic standpoint too, so you, you do the waist with, which is, which is awesome. But the, the skis, like, I mean, how they look is, is pretty cool. It's also a little different from different. Elan yeah. in a weird way. It, it is Elan, but it's like, it's not yep. like, especially in the one one I, I remember when you guys were, when you were showing us, um, you know, the, the, the digital pronounce, like when you're kind of like talking about graphics and that was, I'm not sure when that was last year, some last March. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's last yeah, March. And, uh, 
and then you like you showed like it was like the white with the pink and like the, how it was all. I was like, dude. Oh yeah. Everybody. Yep. Everyone. It was a consensus yeah. in the room. Everyone was like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, no, the ski was. It, it's a statement for our line for sure. So mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to make it a statement ski and. What better way to do that than neon pink? Yeah. No, the neon pink is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that was really cool. When we were in Slovenia in September, then to see kind of, you know, you'd showed us graphics on your computer and printouts, but when we were there to see kind of the behind the scenes of how the designers came up with it yep. and like laid out the mood boards and stuff like that, it was, it was really sick. And it would, I think we were excited about it because not that there's anything wrong with the existing you know, Alon graphics and stuff, but it was something new, something exciting. Like you said, there was a lot of, you know, newer, younger people involved in this project in like a little bit, little bit of a way for you guys to be different from what you've been doing. Sure. Which is cool. Sure. I think that the, the Ripstick customer and the Playmaker customer maybe have some graphic choice, uh, graphic tastes that are different. Yep. So I think you're talking about too, the, the video yes. with, the, with the spray painting, Clarissa yeah. and Luca. Yeah. Yeah. It's rad, right? Yeah. The, Loved it. Yeah. And that is both of the, their, amazing to work with right they're extremely talented um not only from a design standpoint but from a product management standpoint like you know clarissa especially she's the one like she's managing that project through real time okay i'm just kind of a voice that she talks to in in the united states but um having you know young fresh thought that not only knew how the ski should look but what the marketing that supports it should also look like Yeah. yeah so and for the people that are listening to this, because we're kind of just like talking about our personal experience. Yeah. So when we, when we were in Slovenia, Ben did a, uh, an awesome presentation on Playmaker before anyone could, before we could really talk about it at the international sales meeting. Um, and the art that went into like making the graphic, it was like this video montage and it was fucking so cool. Yeah. It, it like, it like drew you, you were captivated by yeah. it. it. It was, it was really rad. I mean, and also Ben, like you, you were right at home up there with your Steve Jobs earpiece and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah I've got some experience. <laughs> using that thing. I, I, can't, I can't remember. Did, you didn't lead off. Did you? No, he was very last. Yeah. Dead last. I can't, rem- I can't yeah. remember yeah. The, the order of operations. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're dead last. Yep. I just remember that video being like, uh, that was really cool. Yep. Yeah. It's an opportunity too. the, the, that design video is one. And then just the, the skiers that we're able to use the, you know, there's a, the hype video that shows it being used. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a market that is now interested in skiing on the skis. They like, there's kids in that 19 to 28 year old age group that were like, we know you make six skis, but you don't make a free ride twin. Um, you know, we had, a uh, girl that skis on the Freeride World Tour, Molly Armanino. She was like <coughs> thrilled with the skis. Yeah. Like, hey, can you get some friends to ski on? I'm like, no, well, not really without a Freeride twin. Right. And then when we did this marketing shoot last year, the photography shoot that supports Playmaker, um, we got to work with uh, Bodie Barrett. I'm not sure if you saw the video that yeah. I posted yesterday, oh, yeah. but the, he's awesome. Um, super talented. It was like he was interested in things like Lib. And would not have ever thought like Alon would make a ski that would interested mm-hmm. interest him. And after three days of skiing on the thing, he was like, "Wow, I am yeah. I am shocked! Like the ski does exactly all the things that I'm looking for yeah. in a ski." Now, granted, that's like the aspirational side of it, right? There aren't very many people doing what he's doing with the, the doubles, like you know, skiing a double stage cliff at the top, hitting a wind lift, doing double backflip, right, and then greasing a couple rails in the park, right. In a perfect world, that's what Playmaker was designed to do, yeah. at least on the aspirational side. Yeah. yeah. For for you and me in the fence posts, like just like a rad dad sliding around who wants like a cool young looking <laughs> yeah. twin tip. Yeah. Like 
that still performs when he wanted still to. Still performs, yeah. right? But what it's it's awesome that you say it that way because actually I was talking to Garrett last week about it and we were talking about skis. <clears throat> excuse me. And he was like, dude, like and Garrett works a ski monster. He's a producer of our podcast. He's not here today because he's on a family trip in Utah must be nice. But he basically was like, I never thought that I would want to ski on a Elan. Yep. And I'm like, I know. It's it's it, and when he because he's like growing up, being a freestyle kid at Loon, yeah. like I wanted like I was full tilt. I wanted lines. I wanted armadas like Elan, fucking stupid, or you know any race heritage brand. Yeah. I'm not skiing on that. Yep. You know, like I I want to ski on like what I think is rad. And and we were basically like, he's like, I don't know, and and he's like, I don't know if people would would think that a playmaker 101 or 91 would be rad. You know, four years ago. Sure. You know, and so yeah, to your point, sure. you're like, hey, we just now that we have a little bit. Of, of excitement and energy behind the products that like you know we just currently build and are selling through so greatly like the playmaker ad just like it just takes the momentum and you can kind of just run with it yep yep especially in a year where there's not a lot of new skis right right blizzard rustlers new yep um but there's not any any big changes big shakeups in other brands lines so it comes at a good time for us too right timing yeah is, no, timing is a lot of this it, yeah. it is yeah. new yeah well new armadas and then new rustlers but Armada had ARVs. It's like, so I see what you're saying, where like for you, oh, yes, there's like new rusters, but this is a new category for a line. Yep. Family of skis. Essentially, yeah. Yep. And, and it complements um, what we have, right? We make great all-mountain skis. Um, and it's a, all-mountain's a weird term now, yeah. right? Like we have it listed in our catalog as Wingman and Wildcat, which is like 82 to 86. Right. A lot of people think a ripstick is all-mountain, but it's like, it's this category that was just ripe for us. Yeah. Well, the yeah. all mountain thing is just—it's just that word is a product of like the industry yep. environment. Like you know, we as a group, from retailers to, to manufacturers to to marketing firms, it's easy to say yes a, to. A, is this everyone, all mountain ski? Yeah, yes. yes, it is. So like, it's ingrained in everyone's head. Like, so if someone comes yeah. to the ski wall, it's like I'm looking for all mountain skis. Like, we have those. You came to yeah. the right place. <laughs> yep. As far as your eye can see, dude, yep. all mountain <laughs> skis. Uh, but it's funny because like, that's literally still to this day. We've talked about this before, but like that's the first thing people say. Yeah. If they don't know what they're looking for specifically or have kind of an idea, they're like, I'm looking for an all mountain ski. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it's, they want a, a ski that can do an awful lot. And like, technically you can use whatever ski right. anywhere. You could use a, a slalom ski wherever you could use a slalom ski in a powder day. It's not going to be the best, Yeah, but you can use it anywhere and everywhere. I mean, you used to ski race skis in the woods, right? Because, because there was no yeah. powder ski. There was no other option, yeah. Yeah, so that Trees was that are tight. Freaking heavy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These two sheets of TI are kicking my ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we kind of glazed over it, but, you know, this, you know, it's interesting, especially from a, a consumer standpoint, because I think we're all guilty of it, but, like, you know, these are going to show up on a retailer's wall next fall. Yep. You know, so we're talking about going back three years to a conversation we had they, I'm sure you had with other people as well, but you guys seeing, hey, there's there's a hole in our lineup, starting that project to, you know, we skied a couple rounds of prototypes with you where you said last March, you already went out and shot the content for Playmaker yep. last March. Uh, uh, April was the, the content shoot. So okay. between when we skied on the skis in March, which were, you know, a really traditional construction in April, which is when we started playing with the 3D shape here. Okay. They've like, come so far so from that far. prototype. Yep. Yeah. That the original prototype 
Like these guys are headed the wrong. We would direction. not be having a podcast right now. <laughs> I almost brought them to remind you oh, how, where to start. Where be, started, yeah. but yeah, the three D shape is is really important to how it functions. Right, it's yeah. super stout, stable platform underfoot, but it feels like a noodle in the tip and tail, which is what makes it playful. Yeah, yeah, but that that timeline is is I think like I said I think a lot of people take it for granted where this is three plus years, you know before before anybody you know, even us knew that, okay, this thing was done. You guys are shooting content, you know, then that's April. We go to Slovenia, September, they show us, the, you know, the video that you guys went out and shot. And then all of a sudden, you know, this stuff's going to be used come fall for, for consumers when the skis show up and shop. So it's like, you know, I think a lot of people might take for granted the, the amount of time that goes by between, you know, the ideation of this to, you know, concepts all the way through it showing up in the store. It's like, yeah, it's two skis, but it's three years of work. Yep. When you when you guys, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, when you guys were like, okay, we're gonna build this family of skis, we're gonna be in this category, we're gonna play in this category, and you kind of like start to develop your kind of your, your storyboard thought process. Was it like, uh, okay, this is what, how we want the skis to feel, or was it gonna be like, the name of this project is Playmaker? Let's build a Playmaker. Uh, so that's a big part of the story, actually. So we had two names, okay, and. You know, Jeff Matura and I had been talking about this back and forth. And yep. We had Playmaker and we had Primetime mm-hmm. as names. Mm-hmm. And we were really in love with Primetime. Um, and then or that's, this was December of like, are you, you, such are you thinking name. Coach? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were thinking Coach Prime. It's such a mature, mature name. <laughs> but, it's, but it was, uh, we had the two names um, and really playmaker lent itself to this ski and yeah. primetime lent itself to what has become primetime, right? Yeah. That, that piece specific carving ski. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, naming is the worst part. If you can get 51% of people to not hate it, you've done a great job. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause I just, it, it sounds like one of those like, the reason why I ask that question is cause like when you like hear like new name, logo, whatever, it seems like one of those names where, like, you put up on, like, a, a whiteboard and you're, like, playmaker, like, let's build, let's fucking build that. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. Versus, like, oh, let's build a 100 millimeter wasted mm-hmm. all-mountain right. freestyle ski and let's, oh, man, we got to name this thing. Yeah. yeah. I, so that's why I, I was curious. No, the, the product definitely, the idea for the product definitely came first and the, the prototypes, um, the first round of prototypes were built before it was actually named. Right. But they happened really close together and it's, you know, it was not a, not a mistake, but it's like one of those things. It's like, ooh, this worked out for the best. Yeah. When, now, when you got those prototypes, like the ones that we skied and yep. the other ones that you were making, like, did you find <clears throat> that you made them a little too soft? Did, did they get, as you kind of skied on them and got more feedback, did they get more stout as, as the time went on? Yes. Okay. Yes. They started out really, really soft. And that's when we were benchmarking again against other skis, right? We had, we had a Bent Shetler in yeah. the past, a Bent, Bent 100. Um, we had a Black Crow's Atris and a... Camox. Camox. Yeah, Camox. That's their like 90-ish yep. foot. Yep. You know, so we had some skis that, you know, we had access to. We knew skied well. We knew that were priced right. Um, and it was like, okay, we're at least in the right direction. We're checking the shape. Is mm-hmm. it the right shape? Is this something that we can work with? And then the next generation, it got the 3D, which really changed the ride quality. But we were still playing with the, what's inside, and yep. some with carbon rods, some without, um, and that's where the the personality of the ski really changed. Though yeah. it was between that first one and the first round of three D yeah. prototypes, so there was another round in there. Yeah, because I mean we, I mean we just touched on it, but it was a it was a wild difference. Yeah, 
Yeah. Especially going to like the, the closer to the final product. Actually, in the photo shoot, some of those skis, um, they are 101 wasted, but they're the green color. Some of them have carbon rods. Some yeah. of them don't. Because, so that thing was actually t- kind of twofold, was collecting feedback and seeing how, actually how it performed. Yep. Um, and it, it just works out that like skis with carbon rods do ski better. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's different. I mean, you just walked through that process. Like you guys had the, you know, the, the name and the graphics pretty early on before the ski was done versus, you know, we've dealt with other companies who ski is done. But now it's now it's graphic time or name, you know, or 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 names, <coughs> or like, oh, so. we're doing a few names. And you're like, <clears throat> yeah. And I think that that part's also interesting where, you know, is it, you know, hey, we already have trademarked this handful of names and naming is so difficult or, you know, some people go the other direction. They're just like, let's get the ski done. Let's make sure everybody loves how this thing skis and then we'll figure out how it looks and what to call it. Sure. You know, um, so that's just interesting, you know, how some brands do it. It differently. Well, I also think it's probably just it's situational. I, I I think sometimes like a shape or you know an idea of what the ski should feel like comes to someone and they're like, all right, let's build it. And then like it could suck, but they're like, oh shit, like we caught lightning in a bottle here. Well, now we have to actually like right. market like how yeah. do we market this? Yeah. Or in this particular case, you know, you have like a an, an, an apostrophe and you're like Playmaker's a sick ass name. Yep. Let's let's, <laughs> let's build a ski named Playmaker. You know? That fits. I mean, the personality. I mean. <laughs> What did I say? Apostrophe? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hook reference. One of the best movies of all time for those that don't Lightning know. Lightning just strike my brain. <laughs> that must have hurt. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, because we, I get it a, a, a lot. So I'm just going to assume that everyone that sells skis gets it. Um, the, the, the amount, it, this is still, it's really odd. Because like I know that it, it matters to a certain degree, but it doesn't really matter to me as much. But like to some consumers, like especially in this particular, you know, category, it's like how much of like a quote unquote twin tip tail do you give a ski like this? Like visually, right? Sure. Or just like from a rocker standpoint, like if you were to look at it, because like I can't tell you how many times people are like, oh, I, I mean, I just want to like a little, I like, uh, you know, I want a little bit more, a little more kick in the back. And sure. you're like, it, Okay, fine. But, like, they don't make skis like that anymore, really. Like, not like they used to. Yeah, with the it, aggressive turned up tails. Yeah. And there are still Springtime, it, it just absolutely is painful to ski behind. Yeah. 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 Just like a big yeah. rooster. Just You're, like, you guys got to watch your teeth on those days. I know. Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. dude knock out, it's hit my fake that. tooth a bunch. What, what was that Rosie uh, that had the... S3. The S3. Yes. Mm-hmm. That rooster tail was yep. insane. The, the Seth pistol. Seth that was pistol, one of the yeah. worst skis of all time to ski yep. behind. It's true. It just it just kicks up snow like crazy. But anyways, back back to like the point of purchase when someone's like, oh, I, like for Ripsy, for example, like obviously there's rocker in the tail. Sure. Obviously you can ski it switch. Obviously it's gonna have it's gonna feel nice behind you. It's releasing. It feels great. But like visually, it's visually meant to not have that. And I think some people, the people that would buy a Ben Cheller 100, are like, I want my ski to look like this. Yep. So like when you're kind of in that development process, you still want to make the ski ski and perform the way you want it to. But like how much of that goes into it because it's obviously something uh, quite a bit. So you, one of the, one of the things that we talked about when it was like looking at the profile of the ski and just kind of backing into it, like it should have about this much camber, this much percent of the ski should be camber under yeah. underfoot, right? We know it works. It grips well, it has good pop. And then knowing that this customer is looking for a greasier feel. Okay. We need to have more tail rockers. So what do we have in Ripstick? Let's do a little bit more, but also let's change the flex of the tail, 
right? That's and you when you look at it, it's got the right amount of kick, but a lot of it comes down to how that tail actually responds to yeah. it. It's quite a bit softer, so it makes it more compliant skiing backwards. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing I noticed on the on the finished product, and again, like if you guys feel free to to, to correct me if you feel something differently, but when you, when you're running it kind of flat, right? It it definitely you can feel. Or, or at lower-ish speeds, like, or it's not tipped up on full, like, edge angle. It's really playful. It's sure. really, really playful. <clears throat> but what's weird is that, like, when you get it locked in, it f- up really high. Up yep. High at higher quickly. speeds. Yeah. And quickly, it rails. It, like, locks in. Yep. Which, I don't, I can't figure it. I don't, I mean, it skis really well. It skis great. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about. Like, I think one difference that um, maybe a not great tester would think between, say, like, a a bent 100 and a playmaker. Like if they can't get skis up high, they'd be like, Oh yeah, this bent grips way better. Sure. Like you can trust that way more mm-hmm. all day. Cause that playmaker, it is loose, yep. but I can carve on a playmaker way better than I can on a bent, but you have to just kind of get past that point where it feels weird. And then it is gripped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It is sick. Yep. You have and to, that's the unique you have to trust. It. <laughs> you do, but just go all the way there and you're, you're golden. Yep. Which is, it's just a weird, reason I bring it up is because it's just a weird feeling for a ski that feels like that, like right as you start to go. In most skis, it's more like linear mm-hmm. on the way there. And in the Playmaker, it is very much progressive and like. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, a it's super like, smooth rocker profile, right? And if you think about who we were, you know, the the performance characteristics mm-hmm. we were trying to achieve, it was that loose feel, right? It allows you at slow speeds to play with the ski a little bit more, whether you're using it as like, a ground trick park ski, right? Or just you know using it in tight trees, right? You have to oh, be yeah. able to skid and pivot really well. Yeah. So we, uh, when we were designing the ski, it was like, okay, see, these are some of the words that we're trying to achieve too, right? Surfy, slarvy, pivoty, um, loose, and it it just it works, right? Because of that rocker profile, we call it surf rocker. Um, so it's got really like smooth. It's almost tough to tell where the tip starts and the rocker starts mm-hmm. right they seem to be just one and i think that's that's really where that feeling of being so loose at, on a flat ski or at a low angle comes from yeah and you can you can feel it which yeah. is awesome I, I think a lot of people that are that are going to buy this ski ultimately and they're going to they're going to ski it they'll feel the same thing in a really positive way they'll they'll just feel like they can ski an incredible amount of train and snow conditions at a lower speed and I th- feel like it's like they're having fun. I think for so many hard charging skiers that feel like they have too much ski when they're in some just flatter, low angle stuff or going slower through tight trees that the playmaker is the best tool for the job because it does that way better. It's not so cumbersome in those situations, yep. but you can still, I mean, you can, you can rip. I mean, not to no pun intended with its sibling, the ripstick, but that ski can shred. Yep. And we touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious, like as this line expands, um, which I would, I'm going to assume that it's going to like, are you guys as the white and pink checking out? I mean, I know we're, we like it. I mean, we think it's fucking super sick. I, not everyone is at, as like, you know, wild and free as some of us here at ski monster are. Um, but like, are you getting positive initial feedbacks yes. on the, okay. Yep. And it, it, it was, it was a little bit polarizing at first, mm-hmm. but by and large, it's like, I'll, I'll anecdotally, there's a story that our Midwest rep Ray sent me. He's like, Hey, funny thing is like, I was talking to this older buyer, you know, he was 62 years old. Um, he had just come in, loves ripstick, blah, 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 loves our skis. Um, but he said, I really think you guys missed it 
with the white and pink graphic or like pink is just that color is done. And then he said, Ray says, but at the same time, three young shop guys who are selling skis um, come in backwards, dressed very different than the guy who is giving his feedback. And there's like, A, the ski skis great. B, the graphic is dope. We love pink. Like what kind of fucking idiot? would come up with, like, a pink ski at about 102 millimeters yeah, in the waist. I don't know. You know, like, who would he, do that? You're taking a lot of I heat. think I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Look at the vacuum you created in the market, though. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're going to have to start a new trend. No, but I, and I think it's good for, you know, we, we already talked about kind of where this fits in your in your lineup, but it, it is the, the one category where Alon gets to again, no pun intended, be a little bit more playful, yep. you know? And I think you're trying to appeal to a little bit different of a demographic than the ripstick customer. And, and that's a great way to do it. I mean, obviously the ski skis really well, but when it's on the wall, it, it stands out. It stands you know? out from our line and it stands out from most of what's available in the category, right? Yeah. If you take the top five or six hundred ish wasted free ride twins and you put them next to each other, they have a common theme, right? There's yeah. a lot of art, artist-inspired yep. skis. Um, and that definitely came up. We we got feedback that was like, no, this this crowd needs an artist-style ski. And why would we do that if everybody else is doing that? We need yeah. to speak yeah. in our own language. Yeah. It's also and not very Elan. It, it's definitely not yeah. very Elan. Yeah. No, you're right. So It would have felt forced. Yep. So, so the designers, again, Clarissa and Luca, really were able to create something different with the, within the lineup that was very creative. It, it was its own ski. It didn't look like anybody else's and it didn't look like ours, but it has our, our design architecture, right? Like the, the consistency of the logo, logo placement, the name placement, the icons and the use of like the interlocking ease, those, the old school ease yeah. that we used to use. So they integrated all these really cool things, but made it a ski that just doesn't look like anything else we do. Yeah. Yep. Just cause I'm th still thinking about, cause you said that and we had we talked about it, a little bit, but like, what what was the push with the with doing pink and blue at the time for Fisher? Was it was it that was the Austrians not trust that uh, a men's ski would all, would just sell in pink, and they're like, yeah, we have we, ha we have to have a yeah. blue. Like well, men just, in America aren't going to ski in pink skis. Yeah, well, just in general, yeah, it was so polarizing to have like you know, and again, another more traditional, somewhat you know, conservative brand, and like coming out with. Couldn't go both feet in, you know, it had to be like, okay, well, we get to offer a blue one in case, you know, people, cause it was great ski, but like, if you make it only in pink that just like you said, unfortunately, most buyers are 60 year old dudes. And if they think it's stupid to have a pink ski, they're not going to bring it in. Whereas not looking necessarily at what the, what the consumer wants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was a safety net essentially. Yeah. But, um, but you guys saw a trend. I mean, I think we all saw a trend. But if you know, if working at the brand, like the blue was offered, but I mean, the book pink sold the pink sold better. Yeah, yeah, hat, yeah, hat yeah, too. yeah. And that was at a time when you know, again, you're looking at color trends, just like you guys are doing, and you know, it was popping in outerwear. Everything was like super bright. You know, one color or color blocking. Um, so it was yeah. I mean, just like you said, that was like the lightning in the bottle. You know, and it's there's so many ebbs and flows for brands over the years. That was that was one of them. You know, and so are, so segueing that into Alan, are you guys going to kind of 
you know, kind of stay on that same trend, like with the Fisher unisex kind of idea with this ski, or are you going to offer this construction in like a more wheel specific? Uh, the, the plan right now, and we can talk more about it in the future. In fact, I hope to, okay. um, but cool. yes, the, the, it, the unisex really works here. Um, it doesn't work everywhere. The feedback has been very consistent from both men and women that the colors work in both directions. Um, and that it's more about like overall graphic appearance. Are the, are the sizes right? Are the widths right? Mm-hmm. Um, this actually, the greenish, the pet, we call it petrol green, right? That's a, like a hallmark, a lawn color. Um, that has been really solid feedback on women. Um, they're just like, oh, that thing, that color is on trend. Like, and then you look and you see so many jackets or pant yeah. combos that are like a, a version of pink and that color green. So, uh, but to answer your question, I got off topic there. Um, but yes, stay unisex with this. Got it. There's no, there's no reason to, to start planning any changes for something that we're getting really good feedback on right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I was, I, I assumed that, but it was, you know, I wanted to ask you directly, um, to, and remind me cause I, I, I don't remember it. So what's the, what's the size curve on these? Uh, the 91 goes from 156 to 188. Okay. And the 101 goes from. 164 to 188 okay on eight centimeter increments okay so yeah big big spectrum there like small smaller skiers whether it's teens or smaller women right up through like this is the the second longest ski we build in the free ride line right once yeah ripstick 116 goes up to a 193 Mm -hmm. um so you know 188 is seems to be plenty yeah least in these two footprints yeah yeah oh and the 156 is a good is a good length of the 91 yep. if you want to yeah killer right it's, mm-hmm. it's key and they ski really short you know i would say that one of the one of the things that i noticed is like i ski the 180 and i've been skiing 180 since i moved back to new england Pri- previous to that skiing in tahoe is like i always wanted something a little longer right. because there's no trees there's steeper pitches there's longer hills like it, it's just easier to handle um this is a ski actually that a, a stronger skier even at a you know medium size build, can ski up comfortably if the place that they ski, um, the resort they ski at, or the, the terrain that they ski is is a little bit more aggressive. You can go up and up in it comfortably, and it still retains that really easy, playful feel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to bring Garrett back into the conversation again is because <clears throat> this is like a ski built for him essentially. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me, and he is a gargantuan. You know, he's like six five. Yeah, he was not built for skiing. No. But yet, like he just like, glides around out there somehow, and he we ha- we don't have the 188. We don't have the 180. We just have the 180. Gotcha. And he's been skiing it like every time he goes out, and he's like, "Dude, these are really good." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's They're got really some park good. background too, right? Oh, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not like his brother. His brother's ten times better than him. Oh, ouch! It's true. Wow. Ouch! The guy goes. <laughs> the guy goes on a family trip to ski powder and gets trashed because he's not I mean, good running I, the I board. I mean, I saw a couple of kids at someone be like, yesterday. They were better than Garrett at free <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was too loud. Boy, that hit. <laughs> he's gonna be listening to his back and be like, "Fucking yeah. dicks." Yeah. <laughs> Never leaving. No, but, again. but but. <laughs> this will be our first podcast episode with bleeps in it <laughs> after he yeah, after yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he, um, he actually looks more comfortable on skis than he does like on his walking around. He just, there's a lot of people like that in the ski world though. Yeah. They just get really comfortable on skis. Like you could go stand on the edge of a 50 foot cliff on a pair of skis and be totally confident. Like 
you get me near a 50 foot cliff on sneakers and I am absolutely terrified. Oh, I'm yeah. looking for something oh, yeah. to hold on to. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what are we doing up here? Yep. But if well, you put edges underneath my feet, I'm like, okay, yeah. I feel oh, it's the same thing. I'm not going to jump. It's the same thing when right. you ride a chairlift without skis on. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a weird, weird sensation, feeling. right? Yeah, you're like, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah, something. Like, why are we on something's this? pulling me off. <laughs> like, well, this is not safe. And then you have you have skis on and you're like, you guys want to have a beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is great. And then you're sitting there in the summertime in shorts, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm putting this is so dumb uh, so I know I know we've like in, insinuated a little bit and I know you you might or not be able to talk about it but is, is this is this a line moving forward that you think is gonna expand yeah it's certainly got potential okay so yeah there's there's you know there's some plans to uh, expand upon it um, you know it on, only makes sense that we could go down into smaller sizes. We could do a tweener, a tweener line. We could yeah. have a bigger ski. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's all stuff that uh, we're considering in development right now. Yep. Yeah. And I know, it, again, it's, it's, it's funny. You guys are already thinking about this. We're already talking about it. The skis aren't even for sale yet. Yep. You know, so it's like, obviously you guys need to be ahead of that. And I think all of us know just from, you know, we've been a part of it. We've skied it. We've seen enough other people that have skied it and enjoyed it. Like this is, it's clearly going to be successful. So you know, for you guys, you've got to have that, you know, or already did a year ago in the back of your head, like, okay, this, this is going to work. Where, where are we going from here? We're not just going to have two skis in this family. Um, so I think that's exciting as well, you yeah. know, moving forward. I mean, the blueprint, it's no secret. It goes out several years. Yep. Um, but when it really comes time to develop, you know, where we're working on 24, 25 right now, um, it's really, you know, progressed along, but things change, you, you know, something in the market might change or you yep. might, somebody brings up a good point like, Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Do we actually need it there? Right. Um, so do you guys get confused? Yes. Like, because you're always dealing, you're dealing with as much 100%. future product as I am more actually, Me, right? Because you have all these brands that you're it's working crazy. with. This year has been the weirdest one because when we were in Utah with vendors, almost the whole trip was spent on 2024, 25 skis yep. where normally we're on just the skis that'll be coming out in the fall. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I have no clue what year it is. And then you're talking about is. then you're talking about three years. You're and then, talking about the current year, <laughs> what hits next fall, and then the fall after that. Somebody asks you about a ski that's in your store, and you're like, "Oh yeah, the old one." Yeah. And then, <laughs> or they ask you to service one from two years ago, and you're like, "Oh, that thing's probably five years old." Yeah. And like, no, yep. no, no, it's not. It's well, and when you ski that, so many skis from the future, it's like, dude, I already know what ski of the year is for 2024, 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. As long as they don't fuck it up, it's happening. Yeah. We, there's an opportunity on DraftKings for that, isn't there? There is. Now that it's legal. Yep. That's a good idea. Yep. You slut dog, you. Uh -huh. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll mix um, that in with my golf gambling. <laughs> <laughs> How many tampons will Tiger slip to Chase? Oh today? boy! <laughs> Have you watched uh, Full Swing yet? No. Oh, dude, you got to check it out. Not to derail this into a golf podcast, but like check it out. Okay. Okay, that's enough golf. Let's talk. No, golf. Continue with skis. I still have to buy. I still have to buy clubs. I I wanted I wanted to do it last year, and then I like like I couldn't move my hip. And <laughs> oh, then I was, that day. Yeah, that day. I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm like tomorrow. I'm going, and the next day I wake up and I'm like, I can't get out of bed. My hip, my hip is frozen. <laughs> like, I guess I'm not buying clubs today. Has Matura figured out how to use his new clubs yet? Oh, absolutely. Well, th the beauty of that is he lives on Vashon, right? There's not it very... Vashon. 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 I'm not a local. I don't live on an I thought it was island. fucking Vashon. Yeah, I thought... I, I thought Vashon. Frenchies landed on the eastern part of this. Oui, Vashon. Yeah, Vashon. Um, 
But no, he's in he Seattle. Came in, he was like, "Hey, I got to play like three days last week." Damn. Oh man, I am so jealous. Damn. So he's committed. He is. He's he is. fully committed. Um, well, before we wrap this, dude, wh- where are you guys going to ski test? Yes. All the ski tests, some of the ski tests. Are you taking these to the ski test? These All the will, ski test questions. These will be at Free Skier. Ooh. Are you guys going to Free Skier? We Fuck are. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I can't wait to you ski. Wanna get dude. steaks and 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 Jack's Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you um can you make sure that one of our can skis disappears for the entire day? Uh yeah. Absolutely. And that, and that you <laughs> and that you take me with you. <laughs> take yeah. me with you. Yep, we'll be doing that. Um, we're actually, you know, with a new ski like this to come some new opportunities. Um, you know, obviously, we're finding success working with retailers, right? Yeah, they, they support us, so we're actually more most interested right now in the sort of testing that you do. Um, and then new schoolers actually um, will be will be entering the one hundred and one in their test. Cool, just Sick. to test the market. Like it's a completely different market in fact they sent some feedback over today or so like a, a thread or whatever it is and it was like oh it's dope I'm like, <laughs> more cool kids are saying things that are nice about this ski so it's nice like you know it's just nice to have people saying like good things about your skis yeah well yeah. And, and again that's cool for Alon to be now like part of that conversation with other outlets yeah you know and we're extremely fortunate to be in that discussion yeah uh ski magazine uh, yeah, Ski Magazine. Yep. Uh, yep, we have skis out there. Um, that'll focus more on like Ripstick Black Edition. Okay. Uh, the new uh, Wingman 86 Black Edition, which mm-hmm. is like the super Cadillac ride. Okay. Um, you know, they're, I think their customers may be a little bit more focused on the all mountain line. <laughs> all mountain between like 80 and 110. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you know, their categories certainly lean like all the way down into like the high 60 millimeter waists yeah. where like yeah, you're probably like when's the last time you saw a ski below 90 or 95 at free skier? Yeah. Do they go below 90? I don't think yeah. they do. Yeah, they had some you used to bring them, right? Yeah. yeah it might That's be all they had. Like motives. Did you bring a nightstick? <laughs> Dude, nightstick won their park test like three years in a row. All right. Yeah. I knew you were so, going to stand up for that. Yeah. Bribes. Dude, he'll, he'll, he will, he'll die on that nightstick, dude. Yeah. Dude, don't I, joke about that. What? Like dude, a samurai. Guy, the fuck? Uh, you brought up Ripstick Black. Uh, as you know, that's one of the, literally the entire staff's favorite ski. Like, uh, what's, Thanks, guys. What's, what's happening there? Uh, we have just an updated look for this year, right? Okay. That ski works so well. And it's, yep. it's really. Yeah, it fucking in, does. It's two and a half years in God, um, to the like redesign. Like six years old to us. It does. But it really, like, you know, we run. We had the uh, initial black edition, which didn't have the the quad rod technology, right? The super fun to say, super fun to ski. Um, so that's really working well, and that that, is, <laughs> that that didn't need to be changed, right? Yeah. There's certain things that, like, yeah. we just need to make it look good. Yeah, the the performance speaks for itself. It complements the rest of the line. You know, it's where ripstick is perfect for. 90% of the people walking into ski shops buying skis for that person who's maybe used to a metal ski or and wants something a little bit more um, nimble and lighter. Yeah. That Black Edition really just fills that role, yeah. obviously. So you added um, you added a wingman then yep. for next year yep. to bl- to the Black Edition. So the yeah, the basically the three categories that we've been focusing on for the last five years, wingman, wildcat, and ripstick, all have a Black Edition model in it. Got it. And they're all super sweet. That uh, wingman one is like 
Do you guys ski a lot on a 86 millimeter waist? Not really. 88? 88, right? Yeah. That's about like the, 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 you get on this thing and it is just like, dude, could you imagine if it was Wingman 88? Just instead. Oh. Wow. I'm glad you whispered that. <laughs> they won't hear it. That was subtle. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine it. We've heard that. We've heard Wingman 88. We've heard Ripstick 88 Black Edition. Mm. You know, so. That skewed fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would. Yep. Yep. Why are you making backup noises? Yeah. <laughs> I was bleeping it out. We have, to, we have to bleep out a couple of Eric's, so. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be sick. Yeah. Red stick 88 like that, the bright. Yeah. What happens if we throw six rods in there? Just to find out. Just to. What do we call it? How about octorod? Octorod. So you got to double it every time. It's octorod. Octorod. Where you should trade? Octorod.com. Yeah, good luck trademarking a dude already on the phone. Design drawings. Yeah. Can you, where are we going to put all these things? We'll sketch it. Dude, octorod. Octorod. Like some on top of the ski. Yeah. When in doubt, add a rod, dude. Dude, add two. Two, man. Are we going to open these beers or no? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll have one. I don't have should anything. We, should we go else? out on those? Yeah, let's, go out on yeah. The let's go, let's out, go on. out on the beers. Have one of those. Thanks, you Ben. Know, it's uh, it's always fun um, to do this project with Woodstock Inn and Brewery, right? Like we've done a beer with every ski we've launched, and it's like ah, maybe we don't maybe we don't do it this year, and it's that's a horrible idea. I can't believe I would ever think that way. Like especially when you see like at, oh I didn't bring the swag. I have some some cool stuff in the in the truck um, that I should have brought up. Right, the yeah. pom pom hat that yeah we could have been wearing. And, and like, I saw somebody ho- else wearing a hoodie. The hoodies are sick. And then it's like then we have these sick looking skis. And then you just yeah. You know, so this is this, this is, is what number four fourth edition of the beers that you've been doing yep. with these guys. Yeah, we've done this ripstick. Is, we've done wingman. We did uh, ripstick tour, and now yep. we have playmaker. playmaker. Fresco, cheers, bro. Thanks, fellas. Cheers. Always good to get together with you. Yep. Thanks for being here. This is unusual that we're cheers. having beers. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. All right. Playmaker, it's awesome. It's new. It's exciting. We're all stoked on it. Peace. Peace. Peace.